Father, I just ask that you minister to us through your word tonight and speak to our hearts from your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Next Wednesday, I believe I'm going to be through with uh, the vocal gifts this Sunday totally. Probably going to the, uh, the uh, not the power gifts, but revelation gifts. Those gifts are very important. And talk about the differences between the vocal gifts and the uh, revelation gifts and how we can be used. I think Christians make things too difficult or they make it so difficult in their head and God cannot get through it to reach them. They're thinking some weird thing happening before God moves. He works with us. Amen. Remember what Paul says constantly, uh, that in him we move, we have our being. Amen. So we can, he is in us. The Bible says Christ in us, the hope of glory. Tonight I want to continue with the message I started, what Jesus died for, what Jesus died for. And in Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 through 14, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Not going to, he has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. In other words, he bought us back by himself becoming a curse so that we can be cursed. You don't have a curse upon your life. You're free from that curse that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us. We're Gentiles. The blessing of Abraham, the blessing that was upon the children of Abraham, now can come upon us as Gentiles that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So the promise of the Spirit through faith. To me, that's a huge part of this thing. Once you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, once you are born again and you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I believe the curse is lifted from your life and the blessings of Abraham are there in your life. You just have to believe it and walk in in those blessings. Jesus died for a purpose and I always like to go back and remind myself. And that's what we're doing tonight, reminding us what Jesus died for, what he's made available for us, what we can believe him for, and what we should expect in this present life. Not when we get up there, but what to expect in this present life. Because he said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. But the eternal life starts right here. He who believes in the Son has eternal life, not going to have eternal life. You already have eternal life, and the eternal life lives in you because Jesus lives in you. Everywhere you go, He walks with you. He is in you. Paul never talked about Jesus outside the believer. He talked about Jesus in us, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So you have Christ in you, you should have glory coming to you in life. And if the Bible tells us in Psalm 103, verse 1 through 4, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. This is where I stopped last time. Bless the Lord, O my soul. David understood something about himself. 
and his relationship with God. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul. He commands his soul. Sometimes you need to speak to yourself. Sometimes when you're feeling down and Satan is reminding you about everything not going right and all the troubles, that's when you speak to yourself because your soul, the feelings don't want to agree with what you should be doing, which is bless the Lord. The Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. That's when you're feeling weak. You like to say, I'm weak. But God said, don't say that. Say, I am strong. So sometimes you need to remind yourself, remind your soul what Jesus has done for you. Why is God telling you to do that? He wants you to do that because that's the way the blessings of Abraham will come to you. Jesus became a curse, removed all of these things so that the blessings of Abraham will come upon you. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. If there is something there that doesn't agree with blessing the Lord, they have to leave. Amen? They just have to leave. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Because forgetting his benefits will keep the benefits away from you. We have to remind our soul, you got benefits. You got benefits. When troubles come, remember, Jesus paid the price for you to have some benefit. If you work in a corporation, a good corporation, when, as you're coming in, you want to know what benefits do I have as an employee. And they give you your benefits, right? You know, if you have 100% coverage in, with your insurance, health insurance, that's a good benefit, right? You plan to use it when it's needed. That's what the Bible is saying here. A lot of benefits from the Lord. He says, bless the Lord, all my souls, because you got benefits. Rejoice, O my soul, praise God, because you have a lot of benefits. Huge benefits coming from God Almighty. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits don't just rejoice in some of his benefits rejoice in all of his benefits don't focus just on some of his benefits focus on all of his benefits that's what he's saying and then he starts talking to us about these benefits the first is he forgives all your iniquities that no matter how bad you've been in the past, no matter how bad you've been this morning or yesterday, he forgives how many iniquities? All of them. He forgives all of your iniquities. That's the benefit. You are blessed to have your iniquities forgiven because once they are forgiven, you no longer are a sinner. You're free from being a sinner. When all your sins are gone, you don't have any, so you are not a sinner. I hate calling myself a sinner. I was a sinner. That's in the past. I was a sinner saved by grace. I don't say I am a sinner saved by grace. God doesn't call his people sinners. He calls them saints. Why don't you agree with him? Amen. Read. Paul's writing to not dead people. He wrote to Romans and he says to the saints in Rome, right? The saints, not dead saints in Rome. They can't read. They're gone. But saints that are alive in Rome. He doesn't call you a sinner. He calls you a saint. And we need to accept that as believers, children of the living God. He forgives all your iniquities. That's a great benefit. That puts you in the righteous lane. 
You are righteous before God. And there are a lot of benefits to being righteous. Who heals not some of your diseases, all of your diseases, including the ones that the doctor says is hopeless. There is no cure for this. God is able to heal all of your diseases. And this scripture, he settled in heaven. This scripture, he settled in heaven. And Jesus said, the scriptures cannot be broken. And Jesus will set himself from time to time to fulfill the scriptures because no word of God must return to him void. They must always accomplish the things that he, is, he sent them forth for. But he says, he heals all your diseases. Sometimes we're thinking, oh, this headache, I don't want to bother God about this. I'll just go ahead and take a ton and all and then be fine. Well, you can do that. And that's okay. But if he's refusing to go... Cry out for your benefit. Amen? Cry out for your benefit. You don't have to put up with it. You don't have to be afraid of it. It doesn't matter what the doctors say. He heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from destruction? Redeeming meaning he paid the price so you don't have to be destroyed. Your life cannot be destroyed. I read in time past about a man that was... Uh, being persecuted a lot. I can't remember this fellow's name, but I was told, and I heard it or I read it somewhere, but they'll take him out, they beat him up, and they'll stone him, and uh, they'll leave him there as dead, you know, that he's already gone. And when everyone is left, he, he wakes up, he shakes up himself, he shakes himself a little bit, and he says, we are indestructible until our job is done. He goes right back to what he's, he was doing. Because you can't kill him. Until God is ready for them. No destruction for a child of God. And I said it before, and I'll say it again, again tonight. I don't believe in any accident, and we'll come into that. Me being in a car. You wouldn't believe that for Jesus, would you? Jesus in a car, or with a terrible accident. Part of his limb over here. Another part of his limb over there. Is that possible? For Jesus? Why? He's the son of God, right? Had a purpose. Well, you are a son of God. Amen? You are a son. And God promised no destruction. You don't have to die before your time. Do Christians die before their time? Yes. Be it unto you according to your faith. So I know if I'm in a plane, and I said this before, that plane is not going to crash. I'm coming down. And if he wants to crash, he can go somewhere else and get crashed somewhere. But not, me, not with me in it. Now, you remember what happened on uh, September 11th? A lot of people lost their lives. But there were testimonies of people that God spoke to. Don't go to work today. Uh-huh. No, no, you're not going there today. Every time they thought about going to work, they felt bad. Yeah, no, 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 there's something. I can't go to work today. Find some excuse to stay away. They're still alive today. They were not in the building. They were outside when they saw. These were believers that God spoke to because he sent his angels to protect us. Sometimes we have to learn how to listen to him. Amen. And if you have been speaking this over your life and saying, I can't be destroyed. Those things are not for me. They are not for me because I'm a child of the living God. Jesus paid for me. He paid for your body as well. 
He lives in your body, right? That's the temple of the living God. That's not a place for the temple of God. Be it unto you according to your faith. You have to see that from the scriptures. He says he redeems your life from destruction. He crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. He crowns you. So everywhere you go, you're wearing two crowns. One is called loving kindness. And the other one is called tender mercies. You know, it's okay to be kind, right? But when there is love added to that, and it's coming from God, that's huge. And that's what God says is part of your benefits. He crowns your life. In other words, He baptizes you with His loving kindness. Not just kindness, but loving kindness. Tender mercies. You know, you know the word mercy? You remember the guy who was born blind? What he was asking for? All he wanted was mercy. He said, have mercy on me. And the crowd said, be quiet. You're making too much noise. He yelled even louder. We really need to yell, okay? Sometimes they're telling us <laughs> what you got now. Uh, this other person got. And he was also a Christian. And he died. So what are they telling you? You're going to die. <laughs> That's what they said. You are going to die from this. Uh, it's time to yell even louder. Yell over their voices. Even in your own situation. Yell over what they're telling you and believe God. He, that fellow asked for mercies. He got it from Jesus. He got well. When things are tough for you, we don't know how long the that man has been blind. But that day he got mercy. And Jesus said this is part of what he paid for. Now, when you hear the word forgiveness, okay, and healing, that's what Jesus went to the cross for, right? But he didn't stop there. He gave us more. Tender mercies. Freedom from destruction. That includes my kids as well. Because he says, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved and your house. God cannot lie. I don't care how terrible the kid gets. He's coming back home. And if he's never left, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> Amen? He's not going anywhere. He's going to blow up the house of God. You got to try to keep him away from here. Amen? Because of what God has promised to us. He satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed. Even like the eagles. It's, it's a joy for me over the years uh, I, been as a pastor to watch Christian people. The old, I many of you remember Papa Smith. And there was another fellow here too. He was 92. He was supposed to be weak. He comes out here, that's the Bryce, you know, Brother Bryce. He doesn't want anybody to help him. He's 92 years old. He walks out of his car, and if you try to help him, he gets mad. He wants to walk in by himself, a child of God. Papa Smith, he was old, 
And then you remember a particular year I said to the church, nobody's going to die this year. How many remember that? We won't have that in our church. Uh, I just believe that we, two years in a row, uh, in a row, every March we had somebody go on to be with the Lord. And I said, if it happens another March, then we'll be looking for somebody every March. Who is he going to take this coming March? You know? And I wanted that stopped in this church. We don't want to bury somebody every March. Everyone, it was okay, they, they go, but not every March. So I said, no, we won't have one this year. And I heard Papa Smith saying, I'm tired, I want to go home. I said, please tell him, not this year. <laughs> Wait until another year, Papa. And uh, Papa was a great man of God. He quoted scriptures, but old until the day came. He was just getting weak, not sick, just weak. My wife and I were talking about, if I walk up to you and I say, so, 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 and so person die. You go, wow. The next question is, what killed him? Right? That's how we think. If he's 92 years old, even if he's 92 years old, and I tell you, he died, you'll say, well, what happened? And I say, he died. You say, yeah, no, but you know what you're asking for? A disease. We're conditioned to believe that. And the Bible says, be it unto you according to your faith. We just believe that. We've been conditioned to believe that. We don't just accept if he's, if he's 50 years old, if he's not sick, we want to know if there was an accident, right? What happened? Did he die by accident? No, he died. Why? Tell me. What are you patient for? You want to know what killed him, right? Nobody can just die and leave the world. But the Bible says, in his old age, God takes his breath away. He goes back to be with God. That's the way it was. They get old. You remember Joseph? I'm just going away from my message. But these are the things that I think of. Okay? I think of these things a lot. You remember Jacob? Before he went, he knew it was his time. Right? He had a little fever, so he called. He was ready to go. He knew it. He called all his sons together. He started praying for them and telling them what's going to happen to them. Sometimes we forget that these people were just human beings like I'm seeing you right there. We forget that. We think that they were like angels or something. They were just human beings like us. They used the bathroom just like the rest of us. <laughs> Amen. But sometimes we tend to forget because we're reading from scriptures, we don't realize these were real human beings, real people. But he knew somehow it was time to go. He called his children. And after he had spoken to all of them, the Bible said he, he just went back to lying down. He, he lied down and then put, brought his leg in, and then that was it. He was ready to go home. What's with that? What's happened to us? You know what I'm saying? And I'm challenging you. Maybe the Bible is right. What it says in Romans chapter 12, renew your mind according to scriptures. Renew your mind according to scriptures. You can make anything happen, but you can believe the God of the Bible, right? And trust what he says. It's his word that's holding the universe together. His word can hold me together. 
sometimes we think, well, it's too late. Maybe if I had known this long time ago, maybe God's never too late. He planned it that way. Amen? And God can take your life and transform it in one year and drown everything that you've done before that one year. He did it with Job, right? Drowned his past in his new prosperity. We believe in God. Amen? Say that. I believe in God. I believe in this God. He, he will satisfy your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed. He keeps you healthy so that you can remain strong. And when you feel weak, He, get, he has a medicine for you. He says, say, I am strong. Say it. Thank you very much. That's your medicine. That's your medicine. You want to take three? Some of us are very faithful when the doctor tells us, and I am to take this three times a day, right? Don't you do it? But if a preacher tells you to do that three times, he's lost his mind. I'm not going to do that. Right? Is that not what we do? Say, do this three times a day and you'll be well. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yes, right. Okay. Three times a day. You do it the first day, the second day. And the third day, and nothing changes, I think that pastor is out of his mind. But you listen to the doctor if he tells you to do it for a whole month, don't you? Even without anything changing, right? Why don't, you all, that, why don't we all listen to Dr. Jesus? Amen? <laughs> when he gives us his word and tells us what he is recommending in his word, to stay strong. Amen? I'm challenging you tonight, but you see, it's a double-edged sword. I'm challenging you, but I'm challenging myself as well. I need to believe God's word. Because Jesus is clear. If you can only believe, all things are possible to him that believes. He's never too late with him. Never too late. He's never. Amen? He's never too late. I like this scripture here in Psalm 91. It says, Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Now, we read that and we say, How nice. How nice. And then when we start, when we start meddling, you'll tell me, listen, brother, let's be real. Is that not what we say? Let's be real. You know what you're saying? We know the Bible says that, but. And once you use that word, but, everything is gone. You canceled everything that you said you believe. But God will not speak a word that he's not willing to fulfill. If he finds somebody that will believe it, he just will be conditioned to believe otherwise. So we're not willing to go there. And we are afraid if we say these things, if nothing happens, what people would think about it. Right? We are afraid of man and man's opinion and what people were saying. So we want to be cautious with the things of God. We don't want to go very deep. Just like Pharaoh admonished Moses, he said, I want you to go take the people, but 
Don't go very far away. Stay where I can still reach you and bring you back. That's what he does. He won't, he allow you to go, but he doesn't want you to take it too far. Don't be a fanatic. Do you hear the same word? You are a fanatic. What do you wrong? You can't believe this. But that's what God is challenging us in this world to believe. He tells us very clearly here, because you have made God your refuge. If you make God your hiding place, God is your refuge. God has clearly said in his word, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. And if you read the scriptures before that, he was clear about what's going to be happening around you. A thousand will fall by your side. And ten thousand are at your right side. But he says, none of these things will come near you. If you read in the New Century Version, where it says, no evil shall befall you, it says, nothing bad will happen to you. That's what God has spoken boldly to us. Nothing bad will happen to you because you made Jesus Christ your Savior. It's more than just accepting Christ and being saved to go to heaven. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. It doesn't matter what the doctor says to me. I trust in God's word. I don't care what people say, what may happen to me. I'm going to be like Shidrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Even if I burn, let me burn. But I'll stay with God's word. But you won't be alone. When you get in there, there will be the angel first before you got in there. Because if the angel were not already, if Jesus were not already in the fire, <laughs> you'll be toast by the time you get in there. It'll be over. It's over. But he was there before you got in there. If we can only trust him and take the risk, so to speak. Amen? Take the risk and trust God regardless. Sometimes it's better not to even say a thing to anybody. Keep it inside and trust God. If you get into arguments, sometimes they make you, they'll make you doubt what God is doing inside of you. You just have to believe in. And that's the way the enemy works. He works through circumstances and through what they speak to you. And, and, and how people feel and how things are going. How long it's been in your life. It, it, the lie that they, nothing new can happen. Well, I believe that one day with God is like a thousand years. When God is ready, one day is too long. He can transform my life in a single day. And so I have to trust him for that. In the same Psalm 91, he tells us, Because you have set your love upon me. How many of you set your love upon Jesus? If you have, and that's the truth. He says, Because you have set your love upon me, therefore I will deliver you. I will set you on high because you have known my name. He will set you on high. He said, you will call upon him. You will call upon me and I will answer you. I will be with you in trouble. In trouble. I will deliver you and honor you. I always like to meditate. You know the Bible talks about meditation? 
I like to meditate on that. Honor. Men may dishonor you for 15 years. And it seems your life has come to be, has become nothing. But God can honor you just one day and your life is transformed. And those that dishonored you in the past will now honor you. And that's what God says. He says, I will honor you. I will deliver you, but I will also honor you. And he says, with long life, I will satisfy you. And then I will reveal to you my power to deliver, to make you whole. Salvation, that's the word sozo, to make everything beautiful in his time. He said, with God, there's always a time. Sometimes when he's not, you're praying and calling to him, it seems like he's forgotten you, but he promised, he said, even if a woman will forsake or forget a suckling child, it's not going to happen with God. He hasn't forgotten you. There's always a fullness of time. And when the fullness of time comes, God will reveal the things that he's planned for your life. So he'll satisfy you with long life. And the way I read that is when I'm ready to go home and I'm satisfied, I'm tired of being around here, then it's time for me to go home. Then I can leave. I was sharing with somebody two times in Scripture, Paul, you remember Paul speaking, and these are the things I meditate on, if you don't mind. I meditate on these things. And I want you to join me and meditate on them. I don't know the future. He holds my future. But I meditate on his word. Because he has said that. Paul said, I'm in a strait. I want to go home to be with God. And it's far better for me. But he said, but you need me. It's more profitable for you if I remain. And then Paul said, I thought about it. And I made up my mind. I'm going to stay with you for a while. I'm going to be here for a while. When I read that, I got shocked. How is this fellow, how does he know he can stay and decide when he wants to go home and when he wants to be around? And he's saying he's going to stay. So I had to do more research. Did he stay? And I found that he did. But when he was through with his work, he said, I have fought a good fight. Remember that? I have finished the race. Now there is a crown waiting for me. He's ready to go. And guess what? Then he left. And I'm thinking, is this a man or something else? How can a man speak like this? Well, brother, good luck. That was Apostle Paul. Yes, brother. But he's my brother in Christ, right? (laughs) He's still my brother in Christ. He's not here. Somebody's got to be doing some things that he did. The kingdom didn't end with Paul living. The things that are revealed are for us and for our children. So we can benefit from what's written. Now, if you think about just Paul, the Bible says, In the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a matter be established. uh, Peter himself said, I'm now ready to be offered. Right? I am ready to be offered. In other words, if he finished his work, he says, I'm ready to be offered. He encouraged the believers. He says, I'm ready to go. These are men knowing. And I believe the same spirit that was in them is in us today. 
You see, I'm encouraging myself. Amen? I'm encouraging myself and encouraging you. With long life, I will satisfy you. Until I'm satisfied and I'm ready to go home, no cancer, no accident, no heart attack, nothing. Nothing. Nothing can take you. Nothing. No tragedy, nothing. And the Bible says, be it unto you according to your faith. I'm not speaking anything that you can find in scriptures. These are not my opinion. These are what the scriptures tell us. With long life, I will satisfy you. And no demon can come and go against God's word so that I'm not satisfied with life. And then people ask questions. I still don't know the future. But I can trust God's word. And if it doesn't work, I'm gone anyway. It doesn't matter. But I, I believe it. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I got to believe the word. With long life, I will satisfy you. That which is born of the flesh is what? Flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. What spirit gave birth to you? That's the spirit of God. So you are a son or a daughter of God. You should, ask, you should have some of your father's nature. Amen. And he is eternal. Amen. That's the truth of the gospel. Let me keep it simple. Let's not complicate the word of God with unbelief. And wonderings about what people will think and how they feel about us. We stay with what the scripture says. His word is what can transform your life. His word is what's holding the whole universe together today according to the word of God. He holds the world by the word of his power. Well, the word of his power can hold your body together, that little body you got. <laughs> He's holding everything together, including you together. Your heart has been beaten since the day you were born. Do you feel stressed by it? No. He made it that way. You're not even aware that his heart, your heart is beaten constantly since the day you were born. That's how powerful he is. That's how powerful he is. And the same God who is that powerful can change your situation and change my situation. I just have to trust him and not fret. The Bible says don't fret yourself. Don't fret. Jesus says, don't be anxious. Paul says, be anxious for nothing. In prayer and supplication, let him know what you're thinking and what you believe him for. And he will fulfill that in due time. I'm going to leave, I'm going to close with this. When you make Christ your hiding place, what that means is you have been set apart by God as holy unto Him. You may not feel holy unto God, but He set you apart for Himself. And you, in His mind, your friends may not see you then, and please don't go tell them that I am holy. They'll curse you out, okay? But when God sets you apart, has holy. You are holy. In the tabernacle of old, there were cups that God called holy cups, okay? They were holy. 
You don't mess with holy cups. Like God. They got holy because God said they're holy. When you make Jesus your hiding place, you become his righteousness. Amen? You become his righteousness. He's not counting on anything that you've done before and anything that you're going to do for him. You're just living out his righteousness. That's all that is. There is to that. But as far as he's concerned, you are holy. If I tell you now, please say, I am holy. Some of us will go, oh, yeah, I don't know if I can say that. But we walk by faith and not by sight. There are benefits that come with that. Because he made you righteous. That's the way I'm going. He made you righteous. In Psalm 5 verse 12, it says, For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. How many righteous do you have today? Oh, man. I can see the blessings coming upon you. God cannot lie. You have blessings on your life right now. You may not have been aware of it, but they're there. Begin to talk to them. Oh, and worship God and say, Thank you for all these blessings that's over me right now. Amen. They're all over me. He says, The Lord will bless, not me, the Lord will. He will bless the righteous. And you are righteous because Jesus made you righteous. You became the righteousness of God. That means you're blessed. The Lord will bless the righteous with what? Favor. They just like you. When you show up, they like you. Amen. Everywhere you show up, they just like you. They can't help themselves. They curse you out one day, and then the next day, they want to be your friend. They're cursing your heart out, and somewhere in their heart, I wish I could be like him. Amen? I was there too. I wanted to be like that fellow. That they were cursing out. Oh, if I could be like this fellow. Because he looks simple, something clean about this man. Amen? So you're blessed. He surrounds you with favor as a shield. He surrounds you. With favor, you are surrounded. If you turn right, you hit favor. You can never escape from favor, amen? Because you are righteous. Everywhere you go, there is no escape. Everywhere you go, you have favor. But you're saying, but I don't feel like favor right now. Don't pay today any attention. There's favor around you. When God says there is favor, you got it. The things that are happening to you, are getting you to that place of favor. Amen? You're not aware of it, so you're struggling. That's why it's taking longer. <laughs> Amen? Let's flow with it. Amen? Because all things work together for... Oh, yes. For those who love God and those who are called according to His purpose. Jesus said, No man can come to me except my Father draws him. The reason why you are a Christian... God saw you, and he said, I want that one. That's mine. Give me that one also. And who is going to take you from his hand? Nobody's going to even attempt, not even think about it. Amen? Stand up with me tonight. You're truly blessed of God. Receive his blessings. That's why we should be thankful. Amen? Be thankful to God constantly. Stay thankful to him. Raise your hands up tonight, every one of us. And thank Him for all of the blessings. You can't see them, but they're there. 
You can't see them there in the spirit realm. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. That's what the scripture says, and the scriptures cannot be broken. You may not have it in your possession right now, but they are there in the spirit world. Thank God for them. Be grateful for them. Praise Him for them. And tell them, Lord, I know the blessings are there. They are around the corner. The fullness of time is here, and they are coming into my possession. And they will be upon me and upon my children forever. We serve a God who is risen from the dead. We serve a God who is alive, will never die. He is there with us. He is at work in your life. He is doing great things for you. No evil, no evil will come near your dwelling. That's His promise forever. He has established it with His blood. He signed it with His blood. No evil will come near your dwelling. And if evil comes, that's the pretense. It's a way out to your blessing. Amen? That's what God is doing. Everything that you're going through as a child of God, I want to prophesy to you tonight in the name of Jesus. Whatever you are going through tonight, God is arranging those things. They are working for your good. They are going to lift you up. No matter how bad they are, they are going to lift you up to the place where God wants you to be. And this is the God of heaven, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He will make you, and no man cannot make you. He will make you. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus, for your love. We thank you because you called us your beloved. And we have a banner over us. It's called love. And no man can destroy us. Who can bring anything to the charge of God's elect? Christ is the one that can do it. But no, he's praying for us. He's praying for us. Nothing can be against us. Who can be against us? We thank you, Father, for all of, the good, all of your goodness to us and your blessings in our lives. We are truly blessed. The world may not know it. I pray, Lord God, that you open the eyes of our understanding. Open our eyes so we can see. Give us understanding. So that we can have confidence in you. Because you are risen from the dead. You are alive forever. And your word, you watch over to perform them. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you.